<coughs> Whoa. Uh, hello, universe. Hello, universe. Um, episode 10 of Lit for Work Again is my opportunity to review the past nine episodes looking for dangling threads of which there was a significant one the worst one ever i guess hitting the stop button accidentally is a single event to have experienced anyhow but to have never gotten back to the point of the story is frankly just bad form and uh I don't really know how I did that because I certainly listened to it trying to catch right back into what I was trying to say, but then was completely disjointed in the moment. So I will, as a matter of fact, finish that right now so I don't forget to do it here. Look at that. Trying to improve my um, on-pointedness is the big takeaway from essentially all of what I've done so far. Um, how I'm going to do that yet remain spontaneous and subconsciously driven that balancing act I don't have quite figured out. But I will at least uh, mm, use episodes 11 through 20 to try a new <clears throat> strategy of going and knocking one thing off this list of ideas I'm compiling that's gotten out of hand. So I just got to start organizing that. So we'll do that in a priority. Maybe I can just erase some of these and get through them three at a time, but that's the plan. And in the same uh, narrative, I'm going to try to reflect on a work story that is either relevant or in some way, shape, or form has bearing on what's talking about, uh, what I'm talking about strategically in, gen in generic terms, like having good systems in place, those kinds of concepts. Um, anyhow, that's just part one. Back to the lost the 70 bucks. I'm still irked at that. I have a jacket that I wear specifically. I wore it today because today I had a, what I thought was going to be signing the paperwork event at Home Depot, but no, it was enter your information for a background check. I was like, but I've worked for you guys before. I mean, I didn't say this, but I'm thinking this is an odd um, step to call me in for, but so there still is a little bit of residue hanging on me that may say, uh-oh, that could fall apart, but boy, would it be a weird thing to fall apart. Like, this is the kind of stuff that goes right for me. And I can't let go of the fact that sooner or later I'm due to just have a clearly called strike three, called a ball. And I, I just know that I'm, I'm overdue for something to just blow up on me that matters. Um, because I just think that I've got enough of that swirling back event karma to uh, say sooner or later I do deserve to get kneed in the nuts but maybe I don't maybe I don't maybe I've maybe I've got more good karma working than I give myself credit for that is something I know we're all good at it's telling ourselves that we're worse off doing uh, worse having a worse effect blah 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 on the people and the circumstances around us than we are but I don't know if I'm drilled to think that uh, maybe maybe we are I know that um, having good systems in place is one of the things that I've got to use this next 43 um, to get at least my work slash house order, order back into a system. It is chaos right now. And that is one place that if I were to grade myself in the first 10, it would be an F. I have not worked 
efficiently in the home, I have been, if anything, just not having a pity party, but just having a, a crisis of purpose, maybe. And I, and I mean this not in an existential way. I mean this in, in a sort of, is this a time when I should be doing something that has much more momentum behind it than just a, a, a vocal narrative and a part-time job at Home Depot, right? Like, and, but if, if, if I t take a huge bite, I'll spit it out. So I'm just going to nibble at least until I feel like I have good systems in place. So certain things have to be organized for me to feel like I'm even capable of advancing forward with, say, more obligation on my plate or even just a higher calling of just more integration. My systems have to be so dependable that I know they're, they're operating. And if they start to deteriorate, well, it shouldn't be from neglect. So I'm going to repair my systems that are deteriorating from neglect and just treat it as a system that is being forgotten about. <laughs> and then if in doing so, I, I encounter items now that I consider broken, like my system for, uh, for uh, taking care of Tupperware is broken. So fix it or throw out all the damn Tupperware. Seriously. Like, it is time to either have something that is working or get rid of it. So, that's the mode I'm in. Now, um, how much of this can I actually maintain through the day? Not much. As a matter of fact, the reason these are written down here is because I need to go to these every day when I'm like, all right, what else am I up to? Because I don't mean to be heavy side guy. And there's way too much of that going on lately too. And yet I'm, I don't know, pensive is the word. I feel like I'm, I'm having some internal mechanism make me think some things that are just weird. Like when I said you go looking for God, you don't find proof of him except possibly nature, right? The whole mechanism that is nature is phenomenal. Our place in it is minuscule compared to the glory that it is. And yet we're reflective enough to understand how magnificent the entire experience can be. I mean, it's just one of those times when you're like, well, okay, if you're, if you're just on the verge of language, I mean, if you're just able to communicate thought and in a way that you think you're being understood, what kind of framework does that live in, right? How do you break this down? this sort of magnificent interaction with nature. Well, maybe that's God. So, what's my point? Does anyone know? Probably not. Uh, yeah, uh, so when you look for God, that might be the one answer that you can feel like answers the question. But let's say you just start to systematically think, well, but nature is nature. Nature is a process of forward momentum that this planet seems to have some uh, magical hand in maintaining life. But life persists. Yes, Mr. Goldblum, it does. Life has its own magnificence. The just simplicity of animated action is magic. Um... And again, 
your your ability to self-reflect and to doubt and to even doubt your own existence to be able to unplug to the point that you think you might be in a mental headset it certainly gives a lot of credence to the idea that you're here just to think and experience i don't know so i can spend all day just trying to unnut the screws that i think are tied into the fantastic questions of existence but that doesn't get the laundry done so that's why i need to have these things written down because okay the thought canon of oh my god i just love to get immersed in variables and possibilities and solutions and unknowables but also to say okay how much evidence needs to stack up before we can stop saying, well, you know, pyramids, one of those shapes that you just kind of come up with. So all these separate civilizations, like now 14 of them just came up with pyramids. Bullshit. <laughs> God. Uh. But how do you go change the canon of history so that everybody who is currently whatever discipline is dependent on the story and the narrative that currently exists is going to go down kicking because we're liars when it comes right down to how we deal with factual integration. No, we hold on to paradigms that we know are wrong, but we're going to hold on to them until somebody can get so overwhelmingly right about something else that you can be flipped. Well, seriously, enough's enough. If you can't come clean about the fact that there is clear evidence of some cross-global civilization influence of which pyramids are clearly fundamentally important, well then, who are you? Can you not look at the evidence and come to a conclusion with your own thoughts and reason? Because that's the evidence. Anybody denying it is telling you some story that's to their advantage. So, am I crazy? Hell yeah, I'm crazy. I mean, seriously. At times, I've heard voices, and I mean it, I've heard them. Like, it's spooky. You don't hear somebody like, Hey, buddy, you should be playing soccer. Anywhere but America, because that voice wouldn't exist, except in America, where we call football soccer. Because football for us, it involves an oblong object, and a lot of time not doing anything. Football. If you're going to play soccer, you're not going to do it because you hear voices. Because when you hear voices, it's like... It's, this, it's like somebody left a radio on in a room, two rooms over, and they're speaking fucking Russian or something. You can't really understand what you're hearing. And for me, at least, this is how it always was. And I would go through phases. Like, I would go through phases where I was hearing voices to the point I would turn everything else on the, in the house on to distract me. And, uh, and it was like, for, it was really intense for like seven or eight months. And it lasted for a period of off and on for two and a half years. And it hasn't happened in four or five years. Four or five? What would that make that? 218. Nah, probably more like five or six. I would say this is my Home Depot years. Well, yeah, like Trump's election. The year after Trump's elected and the next year is when this is going on. And it was, it was the kind of thing that I just got okay with because I couldn't stop it. I couldn't source it. Sometimes it'd be weird because you go to the, it would be the refrigerator's uh, motor that you'd be misinterpreting. So sometimes you would source it, but then you'd get back in 
to the area where you were misunderstanding it, and then you'd be hearing the motor differently again. I don't, I mean, so am I crazy? Yeah, I do think I'm crazy. I do think I have enough evidence of actions outside myself, hearing voices, dissociative mind episodes, blackouts, um, the, the compulsive lying. I mean, at some point, you have to stack up the cards you dealt, and if you're honest with yourself, it's pretty easy to say, yeah, I think I, think I got a handful of, of extremes. And as much as I want to go all in, that looks like a mistake. Maybe I should draw and, and, and hope to get two pair. I, I mean, I'm not trying to use a poker analogy well. I certainly didn't think through it, so that's a stupid thing to have just said. But the point is, if you want to have evidence that you're crazy, well, I think I have it. And yet, I haven't heard voices in years. I don't feel like I'm doing anything outside myself anymore. The dissociative mind episodes are weird. I, I don't feel like my mind breaks, but I feel like going to sleep and dreaming can be very similar to the dissociative mind episodes I've had in reality. So I haven't figured those out at all. I don't know that I'm supposed to figure those out. Um, the blackouts, and I'm speaking about the ones that aren't involving alcohol, but even the ones involving alcohol, because of the, the extremity with which I would, I would behave. Now, is that because I was so wasted I was finally able to behave in a way I wanted to behave? Well, no, because usually the extremity was something I didn't feel. I didn't, I, I mean, the way I acted on my, uh, the way I treated a woman on her birthday that I cared about is inexcusable to me in any form. Even if she had just told me the worst possible thing she could have admitted to me had been going on and I didn't know about. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. You don't get to react in such an, uh, uh, an inhospitable and directly demeaning manner to anybody. That is just, it, it, there's no circumstance in which another human being deserves that. And if they've done something that puts you in a mode like that, well, first of all, figure out why you're broken enough to react that way. And then forgive them. Because I'll tell you what they need. They need to course correct. So, again, that's part of what I think my dreams have made me comfortable thinking. It's okay to be able to just day after day, plug away, be happy about what you got, and don't overreact. I mean, it's simple. And, and take people for the twisted nuts they can be for, in, in a forgiving manner, not in a, in a walled-off manner. Just, we're the secret. The more we embrace each other, the easier we're going to make life. So, I believe that. I've always believed that. I've always lived that, or else I think I'd be dead. But, that's why I think all of y'all are terrific. Can't wait to meet you. And if you got some problems, well, I'm here to help. I may not be able to do it, but I'll understand, and we'll go looking for somebody who can help. But we'll do it together. Because I'll never judge you. And you don't even have to behave that way toward me. But sooner or later, I know that you'll just break it down. Because there's no other way to live. Just live simple. Believe in people. Believe in yourself. And when you don't think you're getting the truth, start asking questions. Alright. So, I did the Home Depot thing today. Uh, there was no drug test. Yay! Um, but there was the background check, boo, but I've worked for them before, so yay. So I really don't expect there can be a hiccup here. It would be an extreme hiccup. 
uh, like to the point I would call Damon and say, Damon, seriously, what happened? I've nothing has changed since I left. What what has changed? Why'd you why'd you take me all the way to the finish line and then tell me to? And then Nancy Kerrigan me. Hmm, Nancy, why? Well, we don't know, Nancy. You've never told us. Why, indeed. The, um, the truth is, though, like I said, if that happens, I'm totally prepared for it, honestly. And, and what would happen? I would immediately apply at Lowe's. As a matter of fact, I almost was going to apply at Lowe's today because I didn't get to sign paperwork. As a, hey, since you didn't let me sign paperwork, you make me do a background check for a company I already work for. But it has been four years. So do I have the sort of history that in the last four years they might want to check out and make sure I'm not fucking around some more? Sure. So, of course, I get the benefit of the doubt. And frankly, uh, I'm not surprised at all. It's just uh, now I have to have 48 more hours of uh, 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 stress. But if I just don't feel it, then it's not there. And since this is now a 99% going to, well, it's more like a 93% going to uh, go my way, 7%, something could twist up here at the end. I really can't prepare for anything other than working whenever they tell me I'm scheduled. So if anything else happens, whatever, life does weird shit. But otherwise, be prepared to go and start working in gardening from A4 forward at the Home Depot. And enjoy it, because I do enjoy it. I actually enjoyed being there today. I, I saw two faces I recognized. Two. Two. That was good news. That means there's a whole new staff for the most part, especially when I'll be working. So that's great. That means I can just feel like it's a fresh start in a place I already know I like. So, all thumbs up. If it does happen to be a, a last-minute twist, well, I'll spend my karma points here on that for sure, rather than on something that really means something to me, I'll tell you that. So, Lowe's and Home Depot have a lot in common, and I look better in blue. All right. Uh, I don't think I lost any. Uh, how, many, how many people live in my head? <laughs> I don't know. Listening to myself, I'm starting to ask myself. I do ask myself that question sometimes because I have thoughts that feel like they come from nowhere. Like, not from me. And it's not necessarily insightful thoughts, it's more reactive thoughts. Like I, in the moment, sense improper behaviors or improper intentions, I think is more it. I don't know. My dog does it too. She senses bad people. It's weird. <laughs> and, hmm. I don't know. The, the, the vibrational Im information I feel like I get from people now is sometimes overwhelming. The woman that was sitting there while I was waiting for this little um, background check was having, was, was clearly twisted up about something. With her, it was her, bro her, her son's birthday. Something had happened in the morning with him. Her, her daughter-in-law is calling her. And I'm just sitting there and I was just like, oh my God, please don't let the stress of this poor woman fall all over me. Like I couldn't stop feeling stressed out for her. And, and then I was, and then what was funny is I had, um, I had, <laughs> I had a game I used to play when I was in jail where the only things you can get in jail to read are, are pamphlets about God. And there's like one page little pamphlets you can take to your room and read in between options for, meals and uh so i would take the the one page pamphlet up i would find the longest word in the pamphlet and i would see how many smaller words 
three letter words or more I could make out of that one long word. And, um, and so I sat there and I played that game <laughs> with, with the Home Depot um, job description handout booklet. And it calmed me right down. Like, it's funny how I just need to not be aware of people to not gather their emotion. Like, as long as I can have something else to focus on, I can, I can stay off of feeling that overwhelming outpouring of stress she had going on. But as soon as I'm watching her and she's the only thing I'm focused on, I start feeling my heart race. I start feeling like I started sweating. I had to wipe my head. I sweated so much. And I just have to be honest with myself now that I, I am, <sighs> I, I've always felt impressionable. Like if ever there was somebody who you could scam in a deal, if, as long as it wasn't, if it was an emotional deal, I was, I was hands down the one you wanted first in line. If it was a logical deal, well, I was going to find the flaw in that because I do, I double check everything. Like you wouldn't have scammed me in some, uh, in some numbers game, but you could scam me emotionally. <laughs> well, no more getting scammed. Like it's so easy to allow myself to just be swallowed up by people who are overwhelmed by whatever they're going through themselves. But oh, to have controlled it a little bit today was nice. That doesn't mean I have control over it. It just means today felt at least in the moment I recognized how stressful I was becoming for no reason. And by taking my mind off of it, it completely changed my physical processes too. So both ways, I don't know. Being this influenced by my environment is, I don't know how new it is, but the intensity of it, oh, yuck. Hang on, I gotta pause. Okay. So the entire conversation that I just had with myself was coming from these two statements. Why do work environments make me feel off vibrationally? And no, that's one statement. They do. They always have. And it's not that I don't want to work hard. It's not that I don't believe in the obligation that is inherent to communal organizations to do work of every capacity. The systems have to continue running. And I'm all in on my place in what we need to do to keep them running needs to get done. So in that way, I feel like we all earn our keep to enjoy the systems, roads, water, heat, electricity, whatever, that are here. So whether you are cutting the hair of the electrician or you are coming up with a new, more efficient way to transfer electricity through current technology. I mean, it all counts. So you're in on the systems and on forward we go. Then we have people who break these systems with new innovations. Great. Are they better innovations? All the better. What I'm saying is it seems like doing the basic level of work shouldn't feel vibrationally off. It, we're all obligated to it. So I've never understood why the very basic levels of work always feel vibrationally off. Why is it always vibrationally off to work somewhere like your local grocery store? At least for me. Those have always felt like the kind of places that would have systems that were so smooth and operational that there was no feeling off. But hmm, that wasn't my experience. So 
and it hasn't been my experience in almost every work environment I've ever been in. And there's a lot of that at Home Depot, but there's a lot of it you can get away from, which is different for me, especially because you can stay so focused on customer service. And it, it is appreciated. I am not going back there for reasons other than I liked working there. And they do offer more, in my opinion, for me as a fit than most places. So, of course, I'm going back. And I'm one thing about it all and whining at the last minute is I'll be disappointed because it's them. Otherwise, you know, of course I'm prepared. I have to be prepared. Um, so I would like work environments to always feel like they bring you up vibrationally. They are obligational. We're going to them every week. Every week we're doing five days there. They should feel like they provide uplifting experiences. They shouldn't feel like the worst part of your life. And I don't think they have to. And I'm not saying the systems have to change. This is all bleh. No. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't be more fundamentally involved than I am. Saying the, these places should be the kinds of places that people enjoy going to work. That's it. So I do enjoy going to work. I will try to bring that vibration every day. And we'll see. I, I think I brought it many days at Home Depot. But I didn't bring it every day. I know that. Some of that was my fault. It won't be my fault this time. Um, I will work because I will fight. Oh, became I will fight. Yeah, it did. At one point during the I will work for, I will work for, I will work for the underdog, I will work for the ignored, I will work for the clarity, I will work for truth. I think I said I will fight for, hmm, I don't know. But working and fighting do not need to be in the same sentence. I think of fighting as literally needing to stop someone else. So you physically assault them. And that's not work is. I don't fight for things at work. I work. Take your fights outside. So sometimes I think I get a little in my own noggin, a little too focused on the ups and downs of humanity at work. No. If I'm going to be smart in America, I have plenty of time to do that. And work is the one place I don't want to do it. So... I don't, I don't really need to even hear this, but I'm putting it on tape because I believe it. And I also think I have never recorded all this. I said putting on tape, that's awesome. But uh, having never been through anything like this, I think I made mistakes. I definitely made mistakes saying people's names. I will not be mentioning anybody that I work with again. Nor do I really want to talk about work. But I want to talk about the concepts that come with the work in your life that's different. And... I don't mean to ever imply negative opinions. I, I like my employer. I think they do a great job. And if you're a hard worker, I hope you apply there because that is where you should be working if you want to have a good place to work. And um, that said, I also have questions about um, work in general. And that's not that does not mean I don't want to work hard and do my job. I do. I take pride in my work. So. Those are conflicts I don't want to have with you because that doesn't seem appropriate. Those are conflicts I'll have privately. 
and I have them privately, but they're not going to be spent here. And if I find myself saying that stuff, well, I may actually just have to edit that out. Like, I don't want to have that conversation. So that's just to be fair to my employer and to be fair to the entire situation. So if I talk about what's going on at work, you can, uh, I will shut myself off. That is not going to happen. And no name of anybody I work with will ever be mentioned again. In fact, it probably is best that I never mention anybody else's name other than from my way back childhood. Those, you know, Scott, Andrew, James, John are always going to be at least mentionable. You know, those are the guys that I've spent the most time in my life thinking about. So, um, but the rest of it, you know, Tom and Ken, fine. And fine with Nicole. But really, that's the list. Pete, you're on the list. Um, you know, then my family. Those are the people who, the story, the core part of who I am and who I developed into as the person I am today, they're, they're the... They're my foundational stones. Everybody else are bricks that shifted around. Somewhat my fault. Other influences in play I'll discuss, but names, eh, from here forward, it's probably best I just leave it all out. So it's going to be tough to do and have this conversation the way I want to have it. So I keep saying it to myself. So when I have true mistakes that I can correct, I correct them, which I've done one of lately. And ones that I can't correct have to be considered mistakes by me and that's another thing about my speaking style i know it's hard to listen to me because i pause and can't find words often i'm trying to always think before i speak and if there's one thing my dad has taught me a measured reflective considered tone has value and if there's one thing my mom has taught me you can converse about anything in any capacity you want just stay engaged with the person you're conversing and let them lead the conversation. They are two hugely different people when it comes to how they approach conversation. So I'm a mix of both. And I, I definitely like saying what I think I mean while I'm speaking and not having stuff out of my mouth before I think like Bengal tiger is my favorite animal. It's not. But it was for a good chunk of time in my life, so that wouldn't necessarily be caught on a lie detector because I kind of know that's true. If anything, arguing that the elephant is my favorite animal, which it may be, if I was to sit down and rank a list, I, I'd have to come to that conclusion because I don't really have an answer there. So whatever I'm saying is just something I'm saying in the moment. And that's never lying but it's also never really a value. That's just, I don't know. I try to, I, that's my, that's my mom coming through a little bit. And I'm not saying my mom's approach to conversation isn't awesome. Trust me. If my mom and dad are going to a cocktail party and they only know the two people hosting the party and they won't know anybody else, my mom will leave knowing 15 people in the room. My dad will leave knowing that my mom knows everybody else. And, and I, my mom is, the sort of person I love having conversation with. So while my, my dad wants to hear exactly what you've got to say, there is no capacity for any misunderstanding there, which I appreciate. That is a 
very confident way of trying to communicate. My problem is, language has issues anyway. I mean, is language the root of all evil? I wouldn't be surprised if it is. And think about what dogs do, right? They don't have words, but they communicate clear as a bell. If there are 14 dogs in a room, there is a social order, there is an expectation, there is a behavior uh, standard that they all meet, and there seems to be there seems to be the sort of inner communication effectiveness the language starts to mess up because you start nuance vocalizations start trying to argue the little points it's not just about getting shit done and letting everything else be what it is now it's interpretation it's ego it's me it's my thought it's what i'm going through but have you thought about it from my point of view don't you think i'm important here why are we talking about systems let's talk about individuals getting broken by that system well lose yourself down that road for an hour or two but come back it's a pity party and the more you look around and see the broken systems well you came here to work on the stuff that we already got going and if you think it's broken go fix it now that doesn't mean that you can take the corporatization of world <laughs> of the world on as an individual but you can recognize it as a problem you can put it in the things that humanity is going to get through if we're going to become something galactically favorable and then you can do whatever little part in your day brightens the world of the person next to you person next to them person next to them what else are you going to do you can't take on what's going on at the highest level, but you have the power to change what's at the immediate level. So change what you can change. And let go of what you can't. Listen to me. Listen to me good. Because this is something you've told yourself how many times now? 113? Terrible audio. I am working on that. I think... I think for every step I take forward here, I take three and a half back. I could not be more embarrassed by some of the recordings that I swore once I recorded something, I would put it live. So I completely understand. There is plenty of material to get through. When you start thinking clickety-clackety-clickety-clackety is getting annoying, just stop and be done. Stop and be done is my advice most of the time. And at a mid-year point or whenever, I'll review all of this stuff. I'll find the 15 minutes of value out of 7,000 hours recorded and put it in some sort of format that digests this because you can't put the public through an endurance test that isn't worth it. And since I don't even know what the finish line looks like, how can I possibly put you through this? So if you think it's not something of value, turn it off. I would. I'm telling you to turn it off right now. Look, look at this. I don't. My notes are terrible here. I'll be lucky to be able to get through them. So the terrible audio that I give you with the clickety-clackety-click needs to stop because I give you enough terrible audio already, and I'm aware of it. I'm trying to be mu much more 
on point. There is no reason to get on here and meander when I can meander and then get on here. So when I hear it, I do try to get better from it. But uh, getting slightly better is the, the goal. Uh, why do we overwork? Okay. I am definitely trained to overwork from two very specific points of view. My father, who is a workaholic, convinced that 75-hour work weeks are just where you're starting to crank it up. And so that has been in my life. But the whole concept of the Protestant work ethic and the value of your own citizenry based on it is also drilled in my head. That those who show a work ethic demonstrate value. And I think there is some truth to this. I'm not saying these are bad role models to have. But when I combine both of those, especially with my inability to really draw lines and have limits that are reasonable where myself is concerned, I can fall into the habit of saying yes to work because I don't know any other way to show value. And it doesn't really show value. It, it gives you something that you can hang your hat on that you are contributing. There, there's purpose to it, I guess is the best way to put it. But without it, you can certainly grow aimless, um, lost, misdirected, unsteady, unsure. There's so many ways to question yourself that work helps alleviate. Um, so for that very reason, if for no other reason, having a committed job at least structurally helps your mind. So why do we overwork though? I just don't know. I don't know. I'm going to stop doing it. I would love to get down to three days a week. But again, that's that's so ridiculously not available to me that I would love to consider that a 15-year goal. Um, yeah, and I think our messaging reinforces the concept of overworking is what the truly valuable we're born to do. I really, I think from day one, you think of pitching in, throwing in your energy as an obligation and work is where it gets funneled oh it gets funneled into school then it gets funneled into work but school sets you up for it it programs you for a nine-to-five lifestyle if we didn't have these structures in place you'd be a totally different person but these structures are an efficient way to drive uh, a nation of 330 million people into a productive effective zone that is consistent and maintains the or repairs the systems that are in, in place. Right? I mean, so then why are our systems deteriorating? Like why is education getting worse? Or or why are why are the obligations inside of the education system that exists getting more onerous with every generation, which is inarguable, especially with the current one? So that looks like a system to me that either has deteriorated from neglect or disrepair or was never a good system in the first place, which could be argued, 
or if it's broken, how are we going to fix it? Like, what are we doing? We're letting it, what, fester? Again, when I, when I think I'm, I'm not crazy, these are the questions I wonder how we're letting just slide by. Even if our legislators say every four years or six years or two years that they're going to do something about it, then they never do. Well, how long do we let these things exist in a country where we are the only voice of power that can emerge to make change? How long? So, when I think, okay, then these questions must not be getting at least effectively asked or addressed. Well, everywhere I look, though, it's not like the attempts to raise issues like, say, election integrity haven't had some wheels behind it. They have. And then they get shot down by somebody who clearly has an interest in making sure that we don't actually investigate what's happened with our slanted elections ever since we went to the touchscreen electronic voting paradigm. This is decades of evidence of voter shenanigans. And they've scrubbed things like the Colorado state election footage where whoever is demanding of her IT guy to fix the results the way they're supposed to be. Remember when that footage existed? That was a gem. My point is, you can find the evidence of election fixing wherever you want to look. Because they've taken over. They fix them all. The question is why? What are they doing? Are they lizards? Are they here to, to watch us descend into a chaotic me versus you? Okay, that's the worst case scenario, right? We're under some sort of spun mind effect that makes us all think we're individuals fighting for our fittestness? Well, no. This is how you tell them no. I have no fear of you guys. You're the only thing I think are an advantage. So, let it be lizards. Because the humans, I believe the humans will win that one. And I'm a human. I know it. I ain't no lizard. I ain't no CIA. I ain't nothing. I'm a dude trying to find a part-time job with an orange apron on. I am nobody. But I'm a human. I believe I've got the right side if it's humans versus lizards. But if it's just humans out there, well, then this is all dumb fuckery. And one place that I know has been dumb fucked the most is education. Now... Anybody doing anything about it? Okay. Clean drinking water to the world first. Then education. But still, I mean, fundamentals. This is the 20th, 21st century for crying out loud. How did I snap? Yeah, that makes me think I'm crazy because I snapped at work. That's a big one. That one, that one, the blackouts are some of the worst that make you think you're nuts. But so are the actions where you do something where you're like, well, why did I do that? Like, oh my God. Either you show balls that you didn't think you have, or you feign a reaction that you know isn't you. I haven't done that second one in a long time, but I know what it's like to do. But I do forget people's names. Vincent D'Onofrio, for instance. Yeah, that dude that's in the cell. Full metal jacket and that scene where he is grappling with the existence he's found himself locked in. I can relate to that. I can relate to being yelled at by the, the drill instructor and just swallowing it in. We're taught that we're not worth anything from the day we get 
evaluated as against the rest of the group. Because from that day forward, you have to earn it. You have to show something. You have to prove it. I'm fine with that. But I think we have a system that then starts to seriously inflate the concept of some while defeating forever others. That seems like we fucked up. So, inside of all that, ego develops. I snapped. I've got all kinds of issues. I am full of questions. I don't understand a ton. But I have figured out how to live a happy, simple life. And I never thought I'd get there. I don't even know why I am there. I am definitely not in a place where I'm doing four hours a day of housework. <laughs> not even close. So, we're going to start with some simple goals. Like, we're going to get the kitchen cleaned up. I don't know how the kitchen is in the state it's in again, because I did just clean it. But obviously, I've been neglecting too much. So, kitchen gets cleaned up today. That's one of the good things about having um, some free time. Which it looks like I'll have a bit of. But hopefully not so much that I have to go looking for work. That's too much free time. Um, so, and that's... I'm trying to show through this daily diary how to achieve simple life moving forward into better life. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm really trying to do. And then I'm trying to explain the thoughts that go through my head, the emotions that I rack with in the moment as to reliving some of this, going through some of what I could do daily and forecasting into the future. And then trying to integrate that all into something that's worth listening to. And that makes me think about the stuff that I'm trying to get solved in my head in a way that maybe I get a little further in solving stuff. But so far, I've enjoyed most of what I've done. But I could see myself getting tired of this soon. So, again, I, like many things, expect that this could at any time turn into what Monday morning felt like where I just didn't have anything I felt like had enough value to record. Right now, I can't get through this list. I have too much to say. So, it's a weird scales of justice to be on when you feel like you're both full of things you have to be able to reflect upon and unable to come up with a single answer about what you think is perplexing. <clears throat> but that doesn't include the pyramids. Obviously, that's not something I'm perplexed about. The evidence is all there. And throw in Easter Island, too. Um, I'm guilty of living too much for myself. Uh, yeah, I need to clean more. Yep. What is the path out? Oh, yeah. Hang on, let me get to that one in a second. Um, the longest I've ever continued working in one uh, continuous field was 8.5 years of digital marketing agency work that uh, started in 2006 and went to 2014-15. Um, so that's why I called it a career. It's not a career. It is the longest I've ever held a single focus of job. That included three different firms. And the third one of which I was basically a founding member. Myself, myself and another guy. He did the technical side. I did everything else. And it was a great combination. It should have done well. It was set up to succeed. And I threw it all away. And it was succeeding. Very much so. Um, but it was totally wrong for me. <laughs> so it took me eight and a half years to finally have that conversation enough that I understood it. And when I walked out of there, I've never regretted it. But I have always regretted the way I left. And I can honestly say that that might be the perfect headstone. He always regretted the way he left. 
<laughs> that's got to stop being something I can say about my life. Um, but I don't regret leaving at all. And I do not regret where I'm at in life. I did check my bank account. I still am in the triple digits, so that feels good. But I owe my mom money, so that doesn't feel good. Um, I got to start bringing some cashola in the householder. Uh, yeah. I got, you know, I got to figure out something that's a little bit more lucrative. I even put on here lucrative. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what that is yet. Uh, and it's got to be something that makes me feel like it's work. And that puts me behind the eight ball. What do you do? What do I become a, a, an electrician at 52? I don't know. If you're not an electrician and you're only 25, I got to tell you, if you're especially inclined to enjoy physics, check out electrician. Um, so I'm not going to smoke marijuana for the rest of my life, right? Just work at Home Depot. And I do have a plan to do this. I have phase two of what I'm supposed to do here, but phase two isn't going to pay. It's just going to be more of my time. It's time I'm going to spend, but that's part of why I have to become more lucrative because I know that it has to be uh, ultimately supporting phase two, which will be my, my immersion in the public sphere. How much of that I'll be able to share, I don't know, but I can certainly share it through what I recall, but I'd like to share some of it through actual recorded of my conversations with the universe. But how far I can take that, I still have no idea. I gotta get a job first. Okay, um, I do say, could we please loot the cities before we burn them to the ground? We did loot Iraq. I mean, come on. America went in there and took all the goods. I forgot about that. Um, as soon as I said that even, I meant to say it in real time that I had forgotten about it. Sort of like, have I gotten back to the story about my jacket? So after I finally get to sign on, this is what made my day go so crazy. After all that chaos to finally sign on, I go through the initial phase of, oh, you want me to do what now? Plumbing? Okay, sure. So I go through the whole questionnaire. I get to the end of the questionnaire and it says, we're so sorry, but the position is already full. And I'm thinking, wow, it's one o'clock. <laughs> like, okay, I did get this text at seven. So it has been six hours. Um, well, I got the email at seven. Okay. Let's say I hadn't gotten the email and I didn't know until I got the, the text, which I think is closer to nine. That's four hours. How quickly did I need to do this to get the job? Like, is this like a race to get it done? I was stunned. In fact, what's weird is after you go through the questionnaire, you're logged back into your Home Depot backend um, profile, which I, I didn't know even happened. That must be something that integrates on Android phones now. Because I saw all of the different job applications I'd had as, at Home Depot to get into the next department or whatever. You just do it through their internal system. And I was like, well, fascinating. Um, and there were no other jobs to apply to except for in receiving. So I actually applied for a job in receiving and I got offered the next Monday when I was like, Oh God, what's going on? This is chaotic. Maybe they, maybe I had just been triggered because I was still in the system and I had some open job application to plumbing that I never actually meant to do. And now they're just filtering through and telling me that job got filled four years ago. I don't know. It just led me to more. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It was a day of, I just don't know what's going on. All of this stuff is, there's no one to ask my questions. I just have to live with the uncertainty that all of this creates. This is the new reality. I never finished that story, and I'm sorry that I didn't, but I finally finished it on this recording, so ha 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 That is a first. I have never dropped something three times and gotten back to it. 
and gotten back to it in real time. I may have listened to something and gotten back to it, but I've never gotten back to it in real time. Oh, so yeah, I'll give myself a little small pat on the back. I do have small steps on here. I do try to take small steps. Small steps are enough. I like to feel forward momentum. I don't like to feel backslide. And I know some of the Home Depot falling apart would be backslide. And that's part of why I don't want it to happen. I'll have to admit there's some backslide there. If it doesn't happen, guess what? That backslide doesn't exist. My slits are finally sending particles the right direction. But if they send them to the other slit, what are you going to do? Figure it out. Um, okay, now I can go back to what is the path out. Mm, I, I'm going to stop talking to anybody individually. That's a stupid way to act. So I, uh, I want to just talk to people who might feel like they fucked up. I hate when you gain the wisdom of simple expressions late in life and think, well, that sure has a lot more wisdom in it. Even though you understood it when you thought you heard it, uh, a statement like the truth will set you free, it's elusive at best. Because you can't see that the truth domino is what sets everybody free. It's not just you. But if you're willing to live in shade, well, then the truth can't ever set you free, and you'll always be trapped. What'd you fall for, you know? We all fell for stupid shit. It just happened. But you know what you did was wrong. Well, why aren't you coming clean? Why are you letting it persist? Why are you embracing it when you know it's wrong? What part of you is broken enough? that you can silence your own soul, I ask. And I'm not trying to judge. I don't want people to feel like a, a reckoning is here to be one-upped. I'm saying if we all just can come clean, reset, and move forward in kindness, understanding, and forgiveness, there will be the sort of forgiveness across society that the truth is all we have left to deal with. But some of our some of our deepest, darkest roads that people have fallen all the way down have led them to dastardly places. I can I can see how hard it must be to think you should come clean if your greatest fear is what fighting through the reaction humanity is going to have. But believe me, if I see anybody Sergeant Stu Scheller, start to expose that which they know is broken. I'm there for you. I know how hard it is. But what else do we do? So, the path out is the truth. No more shame. No more guilt. Understanding, forgiveness, kindness, and the truth. That's why I'm doing this. I did look up the stats on, on felonies. 30-something percent of black men have felonies, and 8% of men in America have felonies. Oh, God. I don't know if that data is correct. I don't even give a shit. It was, an, it was a government-sponsored site. It might have even been the CIA. The CIA actually has information on this. Why is the CIA involved? Point is, I don't think you can trust any data when it comes to true stats of who has felonies and who doesn't. I'm a white American male with a felony. I also have DUIs. I don't want to get into any of it. Oh, I also have an arrest for marijuana from a speeding ticket that they found marijuana in my car. 
And they did. I didn't get planted or anything. I had a pipe in my car loaded with weed. And a quarter of weed. They took that, too. They, they were very kind. That was that was my first arrest. It was awesome. I liked them. We were joking on the way to the cell. They didn't even put me in a cell. They just let me go. But they did handcuff me. It was a weird night. But So, yeah, I had plenty of interaction with the law. And I got plenty of reason to be um, caught up with the snag that it puts you in. That's another reason I'm being honest about everything. I don't think what I'm going through necessarily is fair either, but I go through it. What else I got to do? Um, and my felony is stupid. I'll tell my story sometime. I will tell it by the end of the, the this section because it's a work story. It's, <laughs> it might be the dumbest thing I've ever done, and it involves gambling. I mean, it's, it's about where all of my um, major vectors of disappointment cross. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay. Um, I put in my description, one of my descriptions that I, I consider myself a whammy. And I do sometimes think that white American males have a tendency to whine. So when I'm acting that way, I think I'm being a whammy. Whammy! Uh, but it's, it's again, uh, built into the system. If there's going to be a favorite... Those who fall into the category of favoritism start to think they're better than people because all the messaging says they're the best. That is something I really didn't think had sway over me until I started to understand how many ways it was reinforced. It blew me away to think of the ways that I am trained to think I'm better than people. I hate it. And I, I have learned now to laugh in its face. I've never, ever known anything other than we are all equal we are all awesome, and we all deserve a shot of greatness. Anything else is bullshit. And uh, so it's hard for me to have moments where I realize I was acting better than you, and I still haven't. I, I'm sure you could name ones that I haven't even noticed. Oh, my God, I'm sorry I'm burping. My point is I'm open to that conversation because I know, I know I'm immersed in it. So I am always looking to be better, and I'm always looking to be a better person, not better than you. If you have... Uh, some sort of uh, observation to help me in that pursuit. I will love you for your criticism. I will I will always point out that I was this way until you showed me I was different. Because I'm not here to pretend I have answers. I'm here to tell you I don't. I'm here to tell you I'm incrementally trying to build a life that when I'm done says, <sighs> says I'm proud. Simple. Okay, so what can we get out of this mess? Well, I think there's a lot. I'm very optimistic. I really believe that there's an untapped resource of us all basically doing what we had to do to get by. If we're unleashed in a capacity to do what we were here to do, I have no idea what humanity's limit is. So, yeah, I think we get a lot out of this mess. And I'm, I'm never anything fundamentally but optimistic. Even if I'm in a complaining mode and I don't like to be cantankerous, I don't like to sound bitchy, I certainly don't like to imply that um, there aren't solutions. I don't like to f sound like I've given up. I haven't. Um, but I don't have all the answers, and I think the answers exist. I just don't think I'm the right guy to be working on all the problems. So when I have questions, and you don't know the answer, but you might know somebody who knows something, well, that's how things get answered. 
sooner or later, the information gets out to enough people that we start to say, hey, what about this? Yeah, that sounds right. Right now, the people with questions outnumber the people with answers. That's all I know. Uh, so, I think at some point I have to talk about the woo-woo stuff. I do, I do think there's intent behind the destruction of our history. I think there is a story being sold to us that is false. I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of truthful narrative blended with the falsities, but the falsities are there. And I think there is either a human coalition who has a vested interest to continue a narrative for their gain, uh, or we're, we're in some sort of situation where information has, has a source that hasn't been revealed. But I'll get into this as I get through this entire episode, this group of 53. And the reason I do 53, well, um, I figured I needed to do, I, the original number was supposed to be 29 because that's a perfect privilege score. But 29 didn't have, there wasn't enough time. I, I really meander in that first group. I'm just, I'm meandering now. The point is, I, I am not somebody who has any idea how to deliver this. I just know that I don't really have a relevant uh, pattern to produce uh, effective conclusions unless I take a meandering route. So when 29 wasn't enough, I looked for other prime numbers. And then 53 came along. 53 is a lot. I know that, especially if I'm going to record for, God, how long has this been? Hello, God. It's over an hour. Um, so I'm again, self-indulgent beyond belief, but if I don't long form this, I don't think I'll ever adhere to the true truth I'm trying to find. And I used to play cards. So 52 is a number that means something to me from that, not to mention the cyclical nature of it, given 52 weeks in a year. So 53 being a prime number, I love prime numbers. Someday I'll explain why I think prime numbers are fundamentally magical. But until then, I just have a connection to prime numbers that uh, is real. And I do sort of feel like the Joker in the deck. So all of those were a confluence to make me think 53 was the right number. And at that point, it was time to move on to something else. And that's as much structure as I've given myself other than trying to bring notes to what I'm doing so that I can stay on point of what I meant to say. I'm not very good at either one, but I'm going to use this work story of my history and something off my list that looks of value um, as a combination to try to make this listenable. And I'm going to try to be an hour or less every time. This doesn't need to be anywhere near two hours. That is just a waste of time for anybody listening. So I'll try to be a lot less of a burden and more of a more of a point of reflection for your own life. Are you too twisted up over something? Do you feel like you get the wrong messaging? Do you feel like you don't know why you act these ways? Do you feel like you've gotten somewhere and yet you still don't find that you feel fulfilled? I don't think you're alone. So, oh, 
I'll go think about all that stuff. That's not something I can answer today for sure. But I, I do feel like uh, I can get better at this. I do feel like I try to get better at this. And I do feel like these reflective episodes allow me a chance to, to see my problems. At least in how this is all coming together. But it's coming together. So I give myself credit more than anything. Because sometimes it's hard to just do what you got to do.